Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Stelina. Together, we are moms to five children, including two sets of twins. At Tweet Dreams, we are passionate about helping families achieve the peaceful night's rest they deserve because we were formerly overwhelmed and sleep deprived ourselves. We love nothing more than helping families achieve their specific sleep goals. So the whole family can be rested and thriving. On this podcast, you'll not just hear about sleep-related topics. We'll chat about how it started, where we are today, and the experiences that have shaped us as mothers of twins. We hope you'll enjoy listening to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and everything in between. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Twin Life with Tweet Dreams. I'm your host, Lindsay Loring. I have my co-host here with me today, Selena Ferry. Hey. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm great. Always happy to be talking to you, right, about our twin experiences. And last time we left off, uh, we had covered, you know, how we got pregnant, what that looked like for each of us, um, what the pregnancies looked like. We talked about birth. So after all of that, you bring those babies home, right? And so I'm looking forward to sharing like our individual experiences there, the ups and downs, because I don't know about you, but uh, bringing them home was probably the hardest out of everything. Like For sure. Birth, birth and pregnancy combined. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can talk about maybe some things that we had prepared ahead of time, but I'd like to hear from you because your girls came early. So it's like, what was still remaining to be done, right? You don't have everything ready yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they came at 34 weeks, um, like we talked about before, and we had just moved into our house 10 days prior. So we didn't have anything ready. Um, I'm not going to even sugarcoat it. Honestly, we didn't have anything. I had had a small baby shower. Um, maybe I think it was six days before the girls were born. We had a small baby shower and we had the gifts and everything was in the garage. And I remember telling my husband, we should probably start like opening these boxes and you should probably start helping me put together some stuff. And he was like, no, no, I think next weekend, like we'll, we'll start doing that. I'll invite my family over. They can help us like unbox stuff. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm not going to push him. And yeah, so we didn't have anything put together. We did have the room picked out. So the girls did share a room in the beginning. So I at least knew like the room that we're going to sleep in, but we didn't have anything, no cribs set up, no like bouncer seats or anything, no diapers put away. I mean like nothing. Okay. So that kind of brought me some anxiety, you know, right from the beginning. Um, But, you know, luckily or not luckily, I guess, however you want to look at it, the twins did have a a stay in the NICU, which, you know, gave, bought us a little bit more time. So we were able to kind of do stuff while they were in the NICU. I will say my family, you know, stepped right up and um, helped us. You know, I think the day after I had the twins, my dad and my father-in-law had come over and started unboxing stuff, put the cribs together. They just opened like every single box and just started putting stuff together, which was amazing. Um, because I was obviously not going to be able to do this recovering from a C-section, trying to figure out how to take care of twins. So I feel like, you know, we made the best out of it and it it ended up working out just fine because the girls had that NICU stay. So I was able to kind of like 
rearrange stuff when I did get home. Because of course, you know, you have kind of in your mind where the cribs are going to go and where you're going to put certain things in certain clothes. And obviously they just kind of like unboxed everything and put it together and just like put it in the room, which I totally appreciate. Um, But then I was able to, you know, kind of like move things around. Well, I didn't move anything because I was recovering from a C-section, but I was delegating other people and and um, having them help me move some stuff beforehand. So nice. yeah, that was um, stressful, but it ended up Did working you, out fine. Yeah, no, that's great. When you have family nearby, like it's all hands on deck, like people are so willing to help, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you, like, where did the girls sleep when they came home? Did you plan to room share? Like, I know you had cribs set up, but what did that look like? Sure. So uh, they slept in the same room. So I had um, cribs set up in their bedrooms, but I also used two bassinets and I was like kind of half and half on if I would even register for bassinets or if they were worth it. Um, I think in the case of twins and especially where they're preemies usually, you know, maybe there's a little bit more utility in using a bassinet because they're just smaller sometimes and you can maybe use them for a little bit longer. So when they were... Yeah, right? No, it actually made a lot of sense. When they first came home, um, a lot of the time they would take naps in these bassinets and I had the nap, the bassinets, um, in my kitchen area downstairs. We have an open concept house. So the kitchen kind of like flows right into the family area. And it was really nice to have these two bassinets, um, downstairs just because it was like a good place to like be able to leave them. It was a safe place. These bassinets, we'll have to put it in the show notes because I, I really loved this bassinet. It was called the, um, the Chico, don't quote me on it, but it was like the Chico three-in-one close to me bassinet. And I'm pretty tall. So I like this bassinet because you could um, put it up and down, like depending on your height. So, and especially after a C-section, it was good that I could just kind of like, I didn't have to like do this huge, like bend in like you have to do for a crib. So I really like that about it. I really like that it had wheels um, just because I told you the open concept house, like we could kind of like wheel them around (laughs) with us, you know, so they, they took a lot of naps in there, but they, they slept mostly in their cribs at nighttime. Um, That's kind of just what made the most sense. They did room share for a whole year. So yeah, I kind of, where were you sleeping? Did you sleep, did you sleep separately or were you room sharing with them? Sure. So the first night we brought them home, they were in our room um, in these bassinets. So we were able to like bring them up and down if we wanted to. So the first night we were kind of like, let's see what happens. Like, we'll just bring these bassinets like in our room. And that was a disaster. No one slept. Of course, I wasn't anticipating sleeping, but yeah, it was, it was terrible. The babies were in our room and I think like halfway through the night, I decided to wheel them myself into their designated bedroom, like without my husband. And I was like, maybe he's sleeping, maybe he's not. I don't know, but I'm not sleeping and I can't see anything. And I don't want to turn the lights on like full blast here. So let me just like wheel them into their own room and I'll just go in there with them. That was the first night. And I will mention my parents slept over the first night too. I think just like everybody Um. was kind of like, we don't know what to do, like, but we're here. So I wheeled them into their room And I decided to just stay up all night and watch them breathe and not sleep. And you did that all by yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And the worst part was not the worst part. And I feel bad saying this. My mom was like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you like that first night. But I think she was just so tired too, that she didn't wake up to help me. And I knew she was so tired too. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to like, go wake her, her the up. Shoulders, like, let's get up lady. It's your turn. Oh yeah. No. And I mean, she totally like helped me so much and she still does. So I'm, I don't want to like make it seem like she didn't, but, um, yeah, I was like, whatever, I'm I'm awake at this point. So I just kind of wheeled them into our room. And then I remember my husband came in and he was like, when did you do this? I, I didn't sleep at all. And I'm like, well, you must have slept a little bit because you didn't hear me like wheel them into their room. So That's after funny. that, I mostly slept in their room with them. I had a day bed in there and I actually still have a day bed in there. Um, it was kind of something I actually did think of before. That was one thing I, I really did kind of think through. I put a little day bed in there so that it looks like it looks like a couch because it's a day bed, but it's a mattress. So if somebody does need to sleep in there, at least they're not like on a chair. Um, at least they have a twin mattress and it looks, you know, aesthetically pleasing because it's a day yeah. bed. No, that's really so nice. that was yeah, great. I highly, highly recommend that to um, anybody who's listening to this who might be like pregnant or maybe have newborns. If you can get like some sort of like twin mattress situation in the room, I feel like it's it's good because if you're taking shifts, um, at least that person like has somewhere they can rest, you know, bring their pillow in and kind of just like relax if that's a thing when watching twins. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of rules out the transition from like going into their room, you know, four months later, six months later, whatever, like they get used to their room essentially on night exactly. one, which is nice. Yes, I know a lot of people feel super anxious when they've been room sharing, like in the parents' room. And they're like, oh my God, like I can speak to that. When we're moving the kids to their room, it's really nerve wracking. Oh, for sure. No, it, it's really nerve wracking. So I, I loved that. Um, you know, that kind of just happened. We didn't really know what we were going to do. Um, and then, we were like, okay, we're, we can't have them in our room like this. Like my husband went to work, you know, right after the twins were born. So, you know, he needed to get his sleep. And of course I needed to get my sleep too, but, you know, I'm not going to be able to have him sleep, be even trying to sleep if I'm turning lights on, trying to feed babies, if he's trying to do the same thing. So we kind of just made that decision, um, you know, up front, and, you know, it, it, it worked out just fine for, for us anyway. Um, what did you guys do? Did you know where the twins were going to sleep um, off the bat? Or I know your twins were not premature, so you didn't have like that little NICU 10, 10 day thing I had. Right. I had big lofty goals um, we, <laughs> <laughs> that were quickly squashed. We had the nursery like all set up, right? So they shared a room, separate cribs, decor, the whole thing. and. We have a, a story and a half home. So that means that the master or the primary bedroom is on the first floor and then all the rest are upstairs. And so in my mind, I'm like, sure, this looks good. Like, you know, I talked to coworkers. I'm like, did your kids sleep in your room or did you put them in their room? And it was like 50, 50. But when you think about the size of some homes, you can be really far away. And so mm -hmm. I felt like this doesn't make any sense. Right. So I remember we were leaving the hospital and I'm like, you have to call your dad. So my dad's been passed away a long time. So I like wanted a male presence to be like taking over, like moving some stuff around. I'm like, we're going to have them in our room. Like, there's no way like 
having them earth side is way different than not. And so you look at them and you're like, oh my God, it can't be away from me from like five minutes. So my in-laws ended up bringing down like the glider, the changing table, and we had already bought the Baby Trend Twin Nursery, which love that you guys used bassinets. This is also bassinets, but it's on top of a twin size pack and play, Mm -hmm. which is really, really great. We loved it. We got so much use out of that thing. And it was really great because we felt like, okay, they're safe in these little bassinets. Um, They're close to each other, but not sharing a sleep space. Right. And so we would have that in our room. And then during the day, you want to have a newborn in direct sunlight, right? They don't have that circadian rhythm yet. So every morning we would like wheel them out into the living room and then they would take all of their, yeah, all of their naps out there. And that thing, I mean, honestly saved us. Like if I just would have had the cribs, I would have 100% have been like sleeping on the floor or something in there with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I don't know how you just like powered through the first night alone. Like I remember sitting there with my mom and I struggled with like postpartum anxiety, like 100%. As soon as they came out, I was like, so overwhelmed, like for sure, really, really overwhelmed and like the responsibility of all of it. And I remember her sitting there and I'm like crying and I was like, please don't go home. Like, she's like, well, I'm, I don't have any of my stuff. You know, she goes, I'll stay here as long as you want, but I, I'll go home and sleep and I'm going to come back tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, no, don't. you know, it's exactly. And my husband was 50, 50 in the night. I don't know how I would have done it otherwise, honestly. So, um, just with one, so what did nighttime, what did it look like for you guys? Did you do shifts or did you not? How did you do it? So we did eventually, but I, I mean, I had no experience with babies. Right. And so, um, I think in the hospital was the first time my husband actually changed a diaper in his life. Right. So we were very, just like brand new at this. Um, so we did every night together. So they slept in our room. Um, if I was up, he was up. Um, I tried, I was very, very adamant about breastfeeding. That was one thing that I just really had on my list of goals. And so I was nursing, which would take, God, every bit of like an hour or more to get both fed, changed back in bed. So there's just no way I could have done it myself. Um, eventually I switched to pumping, which I know a ton of twin mamas can relate to the pumping life um, because we do want to breastfeed, but it's just incredibly hard to latch two kiddos. Like, let's be honest. I didn't um, do it at all. So there you go. Right. I, I couldn't do it. We'll have another episode on feeding. Like I know you've got a lot to talk about there, but when you're thinking about overnight feedings and then I have to pump milk every three hours, it's just so much. So yeah, we would tackle it together. He would take one. I would take one. Eventually I got good where I could actually feed a baby her bottle and pump at the same time. So it was like, let's be efficient here. But Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning it was like, nobody slept. I mean, let's be honest. Um, the sleep deprivation was like at a hundred on night one. We eventually got more confident, right? I mean, it it happens by nature and we did move them to their rooms about nine weeks old. And just for the pure fact that when you room share, it's just incredibly hard, right? 
every peep and squeak, these babies are so noisy. And my husband eventually was like, I can't be going into work looking like roadkill every morning. Like I have to <laughs> like get some sleep. And so it was a good idea. And I can talk more about that later, um, how we kind of handled the shifts overnight. Hey, Twin Mom, we see you. When we say we get it, we really do. At Tweet Dreams, we are a team of sleep consultants who are also raising twins at home. Our twin sleep coaching packages are specifically tailored to your babies, making the journey of teaching independent sleep as stress-free as possible. Trust our years of experience working with twins so that you can feel relieved that the answers lie with us. Start by booking your free discovery call to learn more because we can't wait to meet you and help you with your sleep goals. You can find the link to book your call in the show notes. Yeah. So kind of like stemming off from products, like or talking about the bassinets, what were some of the like must have products? Just like the first few off the top of your head that, you know, I know we buy a bunch and we get stuff from registries. Like if you think about any like twin specific products that really helped you in those first couple months? Sure. So the twin Z pillow, yes. I would highly recommend. It's like a necessary in my mind. If you have twins, I use that all the time. I put the girls in that uh, oftentimes on the floor. I would just put the pillow on the floor and, you know, feed them their bottles while they were sitting in that. I felt like it was very safe, especially if it was on the floor, you know, not, not on a table or, or bed or anything like that where, you know, it could fall off if they move. So definitely highly recommend that. I also loved the baby Bajorn bouncers. Okay. I do. I've heard a lot about those. Yeah. I loved those. Um, I love them because they were so portable. So they're so light, super light. You could just fold it up, put it in your car. If you were going somewhere um, with the babies, like if I was going to my parents' house or something, I would always bring that no matter what, because it would be somewhere for me to put them other than the car seat. So I loved that. I'm trying to think what else. The Velcro swaddles were great just because I am so bad at swaddling. So it kind of, um, it gives you like a leg up because all you have to do is like stick the baby in, boom, boom, Velcro, Mm -hmm. you're done. You need at least like what, how many four to six of them because oh, you, you do need a lot, but they grow ones. out of them. Yeah. I but know. they grow out of them so quick. So it's like, you don't want to buy too much, um, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure you have enough. So it's like that fine line between um, how many you should get and how many you actually use. So I loved those. And the last thing I'll suggest is um, the zip up PJs. So like highly discouraged snaps, especially with twins, like all the power to you. If you can do the snaps, I couldn't, um, I did all zipper PJs and there's the ones that actually have like the double zipper. So from the foot, the zipper goes up too. So it's like really easy to just change their diaper, especially like if it's in the middle of the night. So I love those and the bassinet that I already, that I already said, what did you love in the beginning? So obviously the baby trend twin nursery uh, we even used that pack and play, you know, when they were two years old. So we definitely got our use out of that mm-hmm. one. Um, my favorite one was my pump. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. If you are a pumping mama, definitely invest in a really good medical grade breast pump. Most of the time, your insurance will also cover it, which is amazing, right? Because a medical grade uh, breast pump can run you like two to three hundred dollars. So I was like married to that thing for a good six months. It went with me everywhere. I would encourage you to buy additional parts. You want like two and three of everything. You don't want to get out of the house. We're at work. 
or wherever, and you don't have a part to your pump. So I use the Spectra. I've heard of uh, that. Yeah. I mean, amazing. And then I use a pump, it was called a pump ease bra. So it's a hands-free bra. I know they make like hands-free pumps, but there's nothing that compares to like a medical grade pump. It really just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's really good. So that, and then I loved our bottle warmer. Did you, did you warm the formula and bre- or we warmed the breast milk? Yes. The bottle I did, but warmer. Not with the warmer. Okay. So we used the first year's bottle warmer. It just looks really just, you know, every like run of the mill. It's nothing fancy. You just pour a little bit of water in there and it heats up a bottle like in no time. And we know with twins, like these kids are hungry, they're screaming, they're crying and they want their bottle. So in the middle of the night, that was just so important to like be able to master that thing. This was like a frequent flyer bottle warmer. It warmed thousands of bottles i'm exaggerating i even think i gave it to somebody like it was still working that's amazing every time i look on my amazon list i'm like yep they still sell it like everybody needs that one but yeah that one was my Mm -hmm. favorite i could have used that i just did the old-fashioned like coffee cup hot water and i just like stuck the bottle in it and who knows if it was really warm enough or not warm enough but that's just what we did Nice. Yeah. Really old school. I mean, obviously there's so many gadgets out there. Like, what do we really need? But it, hey, in I, my, I in am my totally experience for. with twins, it, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. So let me ask you, like you get them home, sort of getting into your groove, you're tired. You know, what was the hardest part about twins? Like, I know you don't have anything to compare it to, but if there's something that just felt hard and cumbersome in those first few months, like what was it? Well, sleep was definitely difficult. You know, just honestly, being a first-time parent is already so hard, right? And like you, I mean, I wasn't like, I didn't have any experience with babies before. I think I had maybe changed one diaper before I brought the twins home. So like, I, I didn't have any experience and I do always go back to them being in the NICU and it's like kind of cheating because they do everything for you off the bat. And I feel like I kind of treated it like school um, as well, because I kind of took all the information that the nurses were able to give me and just like, I had notes, like I was writing everything down. So I did feel like a little bit more comfortable than maybe I would have if I were you and just bringing them home right away. But I mean, if I were to pick like one thing that was so hard, I mean, it was like the fact that there were two of them and they were sometimes on the same schedule, sometimes not on the same schedule. And I am very schedule oriented and I was just constantly writing down their feedings, writing down when somebody woke up, when somebody went to bed and it was just like chaos. So I'd say just like the whole fact of there being two of them and like no schedule and like no sense of order for me was like really hard. Um, So luckily I did have family that was able to help me. And shortly thereafter, when they came home, we did hire a nanny to help us. We didn't have her hired beforehand or anything. I just didn't really think too far into the future with my pregnancy, um, as you can Can tell. So shout out to this (laughs) nanny. God bless this woman. Yes. Love you. Um, she's amazing. So, um, yeah, we, we are so lucky and, um, so thankful for her. So, I mean, you know, it's definitely something to think about if you're pregnant with twins, like what is your situation going to look like? I think, you know, it's smart if you can to try and hire some help beforehand, if, if you're able to, and you want to, just because it's something you won't have to think about later. I remember just like, you know, recovering from a C-section, having twins, 
and being like, oh crap, we really need help. Like, and I need to find somebody right now and I need to interview them. And I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like while I'm doing all this other stuff. (laughs) So yeah, I will say she's amazing. Did you have help lined up or did you have like any idea what you were going to do? How did that look like for you? Uh, not really. We got on a daycare wait list as soon as I found out I was pregnant. But if I'm being honest, it took two years for a spot to open up because if you, I mean, if you think about it, like if you, and I know I'm just speaking out of maybe privilege here, but if you can keep your twins home, keep them home because for many reasons, but daycare is great. Don't get me wrong, but it's incredibly hard to find a room for one baby, Mm -hmm. let alone two. And most daycares are going to work on a grandfather system that if you don't have another child there, you have, you go to the back of the line. Right. And so infants specifically, they have very like low numbers to caregiver because obviously they're higher needs. It was like a thought, but it wasn't a reality for us to find a spot for them. Thankfully I had family. So Um, I obviously stayed home for 12 weeks and then I went back to work and my aunt and my mom watched them. It was chaotic, um, especially Mm -hmm. for my mom, who's like a little bit of a older grandma, I would say. Um, but my aunt is very like maternal. She was like up for the job. Like if I could clone this woman, I would give her to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she had the notes for me. She like knew what I wanted. She didn't question anything. Like as far as like, just, you know, don't question a new mother. Don't like put your preconceived notions on her. Like just take her advice or direction and just go with it. So that was really nice that I just felt not pressured in that way. How long did, just curiosity, like how long did your mom and aunt watch the twins for? Um, Uh, like until they got into daycare for 15 months. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. That's wild. So honestly, um, my mom really only did one day, maybe two. And my aunt did the rest. Like she was eventually they got a little, let's say they were eight, nine, 10 months. She would watch them at her house. You know, like you just want to be at your own house. And so that was really like a big game changer, like for her to watch them longer. So we just took the pack and plays over that stayed there. She blacked out the windows, you know, she did all the things right that mm-hmm. I felt comfortable with. And so she uh, watched them at her house and that was amazing. Um, we will definitely get into the daycare topics. Uh, I have a lot to say about that and just what our experience was like. Right. But yeah, that was that I'm, I'm privileged to say that um, I obviously paid not my, I didn't pay my mom. She just washed them out of the goodness of her heart, but I compensated my aunt. And I think that it was a really, really good relationship that we have. We were very lucky. That's great. That's amazing. I love to hear that. I think being a first time mom is huge, right? We have to think about the, the, your world has changed, right? And when you think about twins being your first experience, what was the attachment like? Like, did you feel gypped? for lack of a better word, like, did you feel like you didn't get those snuggly, cuddly moments because you can't a do that with too hardly logistically. And I just felt like somebody was always crying. 
right? Oh, 100%. I still feel like that. Um, (laughs) That's a topic for a different day. So I did feel like that. I remember saying to myself, you know, a lot of the times, if it was just one, I would be done by now, like with the feeding and the changing and overnight, you know, like if it was just one, this would be a piece Mm -hmm. of cake, which, okay, let's be serious. Even just one baby is difficult. But I do remember that crossing my mind a lot. And I, I found myself apologizing to one of the twins often because let's say I'm changing someone's diaper, right? And the other one's screaming her head off. And I would I remember being like, sorry, it's because you're a twin that you're crying exactly. right now. Because if you right. weren't, you wouldn't be crying because you're crying because you're hungry or you need your diaper changed or you're just a baby and you're crying and you want to be picked up. But you have a twin sister and I have have to to tend to her right now because I'm only one person. So I remember like vividly telling them this, like, and they're just screaming in my face, like, I don't care. (laughs) Pick me up. So yes, um, I do remember that a lot. In one way, I guess, you know, they couldn't get used to me rocking them to sleep. They couldn't get used to like all this kind of attention um, off the bat. So I feel like maybe that helped me later on a little bit, um, you know, that I, I couldn't do that. So they didn't have a chance to get used to a lot of these things. But yeah, I mean, I did, I did feel gypped, but you know, um, and our listeners know that I did have a singleton actually after my twins. Know, so I did I get to experience kind of both sides of it and definitely is a lot different. Two babies versus one baby. So I, I can say that because I've experienced both. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I felt very blessed yet just resentful sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and just we're, we'll get into this in future episodes, but just how much harder it is when there's two, whether that's getting out of the house, um, just caring for them, getting a break. Like there was no, oh, we're just gonna, you know, sit in the recliner and like, sleep or you know i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna go up into the dark room and rock you because you're having a hard day because i couldn't do that um Mm -hmm. because there was always another one that needed me as well and so it was like you know whack-a-mole um and i remember feeling resentful for that uh sad very sad um but also blessed and so i just felt um you know you can't just pack up the baby and go to your mom's house, right? It would, it would take you hours to get out and, you know, you'd be out the driveway and there'd already be like a snafu. So it just made everything feel so much heavier and harder. And in those days where I was home alone, which if I'm going to be honest, was few and far between because I just felt so overwhelmed like my husband would leave for work at let's say eight and he, he he's so sweet. Like if I have a problem, he has a solution, which I know is part of like the male's depriment. Like we don't always have to have a solution, but in this case he did. And we had like one of those chalkboards that you used to use like as wall decor. And he would write on there like every day. Okay. Um, Aunt Mia's coming at nine 30 you know, your mom's coming at two. I'll be home at four. Like just so I could see, like it just, made mm-hmm. me feel comforted to know that like somebody was actually going to come back <laughs> because oh, totally. I remember some days I'm like, are, do you swear you're going to come back? Like I was 
dead serious. Like, he's like, yes, Lindsay, I'm going to come back. I'm like, okay. Like that's, you know, very frantic, very emotional. Um, but don't worry, moms. Like if you feel like the bond is not there, you'll get there. It just takes time. And these babies, they grow up to be squishy little toddlers, you know, that call your name and they love you and you are like the light of their life. So you'll get there and you get to see these two personalities grow up next to each other. And it's literally a double gift. Like, I know you agree. Like, you oh, just, definitely. It, you know, it, it, as they get older and you phase out of these really hard times, it's a blessing. Like I share on Instagram a lot. Like I don't want to wish the days away. I don't want anybody to wish the days away, but there's good stuff down the road for sure. And I'm really glad that you share that as a mother of two, mm-hmm. two-year-olds. Thank you. <laughs> I know it's the twos and the threes, right? It's like, oh my gosh, are we going to survive this? And you do. You I'm still here. So. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, this was a really good conversation. Thank you so much for sharing um, everything that you did. We really appreciate that. Hopefully this helps you know, a mama who's expecting twins or is about to bring them home, whether it's deciding if you want a room share, where your babies are going to sleep, what products you want to use and really how to make it through those hard days. Like if I can give one piece of advice is put your ego aside, put your pride down and just take the help that's offered. Whether that's like the neighbors coming to sit with them while you take a shower, you know, a friend to come over to help you do a nighttime feeding, like I know we think as moms and women, like we can do it all, but the the saying that it takes a village is like a real thing. And if that's one or two people from your community, please, right? Take advantage. I totally agree with that. That's what I would say too. Take all the help you can get guys. Um, you know, it really helps a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch up with you guys later. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you liked this episode and conversation, be sure to leave a review or rating. Share it with a friend on social media or a family member. It's our goal to reach as many parents of multiples and singletons alike. You're not alone in your parenting journey. If you'd like to hear about a specific topic or have an episode idea, please feel free to message us. We're here to help.